stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now. I mean it. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 29. I'm Tani Santabria. And I am JDK Winnikin. We are here to debunk the junk. Mm-hmm. Those BS stories mm-hmm. that no longer serve us. How do we break up with them? Whatever they might be. And hopefully by the time you're at episode 29 with us, you've realized BS stories are pretty much everywhere. <laughs> or they can be found anywhere. Yeah. Or manufactured out of anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. Yeah. So fortunately, the good news is we can do something about it. So. Yes, we can. So here we are. So back again. How are you? Mm-hmm. I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It's all a blur always, though. You ask me, how am I every week? And I'm thinking, how am I? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's such a simple question. And, and yet, it, like you said, I think if anytime you see somebody, how are you? There's... I mean, they could tell you in the moment, yeah, I'm feeling great right now. But there's always sort of the implied that's bigger than that, right? How have things been, maybe? Or how how are you in general? Or you know, it, Yeah, it's, life's good. Yeah. Yeah, I've been getting great sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I've been working out. You were right? telling me earlier that your dog is the, is the one to make sure that you work out every single day. My dog loves the assault runner, the treadmill, that, <laughs> that she can make go herself. Oh, I, I taught her with me when she was a puppy. I thought, oh, how cute is this going to be that we're going to walk on this thing together and we'll get some videos and it's going to be amazing. Well, now she is a hog. (laughs) She's a personal trainer for you. Um, Get on board. Yes. And she gets, but I can never use it anymore if she's out there with me. Uh. So we, I do other things and she runs and, and then we're good for the day. That's incredible. Yeah. That's great. Well, um, and nothing like a dog to, to cheer you up. Uh, yes. Yeah, they're real yeah. good for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, well, uh, yeah. Same for me. I've had. It's been a bit of a a blurry week, and they almost always are, right? Because yeah. every week that goes by, I've experienced in some way, shape, or form the entire spectrum mm-hmm. on some level of emotional states and all of that. So, um, but I guess it's not so. It's not so good to say every time someone asks you, "How are you?" Well, same as every other week. <laughs> After a while, they stop asking. <laughs> Right, right. That's just not interesting anymore. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so we've had some really interesting discussions the past couple weeks. Mm -hmm. A couple weeks ago, we talked about expectations and relationships, and then Mm -hmm. it was about last week was about uh, relationships even further. I mean, we we dove into a lot. And last week, we ended up finishing up talking about agreements Mm -hmm. and all that. And, um, you know, it's interesting. Each each one of these conversations kind of gives us a sense of what's coming next. So they're never finished. They're never finished. <laughs> right. Right. And I, I honestly think you could mix up all of our episodes in various order and they would all connect together. Yes. Somehow. Probably. Probably. You wouldn't be too lost. Which is part of the magic, yes. everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a method. There is. Um so picking up from there with agreements, yeah. where do you want to go today? Yeah, I just want to make sure that we that I clarify something about agreements from last week. Sure. So um, I, if you haven't noticed yet, I can get sort of not stuck, but, but deep with what words mean, right? Like I really want to get clear 
about what what word what words mean. You know, when I'm mm-hmm. communicating with somebody, or if we're talking about something in particular, I, I just like clarity rather than just sort of like. Um, I think we talked about commitment like last time, and I mm-hmm. was wondering what is what is this commitment conversation? Right? What do we really mean by commitment when we say the word? Yes, right. yes, and that commitment can mean something different for me than for you. Completely. Completely or just in subtle ways. Mm -hmm. And if we're not really understanding that, then we could be talking, we we could, here we are thinking about, we're talking about commitment. We're both on the same page with what commitment means. And and then we're, not that we were last week, but but we can then be having some some, um, hard conversations or some conflict around it, right? Right. Because we're feeling energetically that we're not on the same page Mm -hmm. with something. Anyways, agreements. Right. When I was talking about agreements last week, I was really feeling that agreements were sort of this ongoing, kind of like our conversations. Conversations don't ever end. Right. 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 They just are. They prime us for the next one. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I I feel like agreements for me are are similar. Like no agreement is like a static. Okay. We are, we've made this agreement with each other and off we go never to have to rearrange or check in with each other around this agreement. Mm-hmm. Right. So I feel like it's kind of like a dynamic thing when I think about agreements. So they're a living thing. Yeah, right. absolutely. They're a living thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I guess mm-hmm. in that sense, a commitment would be as well. A commitment is a form of agreement no matter what it looks like. Yeah. And and action-oriented. Action-oriented. That's, that's big. Right. Right. That's so we're, we're always sort of doing this agreement dance or commitment dance. There's fluidity to it. It can be dynamic. Mm-hmm. We come back to it. We move away from it for a hot second maybe. But then, oh, gosh, we have to come back to this and make sure mm-hmm. we are in, in alignment with each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah. part of the, and I think it's important that you said that. I mean, I think that, mm-hmm. that particularly when we're talking about the importance of being present, right? Mm-hmm. This is a whole presence thing. Yeah. So in the present, these things are... Um, are always open to action, right? I can see where some people might get tripped up and say, well, how do you ever know that you can trust an agreement that you made if you're always having to stay in the moment with it? And I think the way you just described it is exactly that, is knowing that, okay, this is the agreement, and then you have to act accordingly and still be open when something needs to be adjusted or, or have a conversation. But we tend not to, particularly in relationships, we tend not to react initially too well when somebody maybe wants to reevaluate something or if somebody doesn't follow through from what the other person thinks they should. Right. Yes. But, but that's, and of course that's why the communication on this is so key. Right. And, you know, getting clear about what terms mean when we're even making agreements. Right. What, what the words mean. <laughs> right. right. It's going to be really important. Yeah. I guess that's why lawyers, when they go over agreements for court, spend a lot of time on language. Yes. Probably because of what because of what the uh, of what the implications could be if if you know a certain word isn't agreed yes. upon or you know okay and, but hopefully we don't have to make relationships that complicated with all those terms that <laughs> nobody not. knows what means right. except the attorneys right right <laughs> so yeah <laughs> usually when attorneys are involved in relationships it, it means there's something something bigger is wrong yes. <laughs> at that point mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so you but know but speaking of that yes conflict. Well, right, because that's what I was suggesting, right, is what happens when, you know, because I think a lot of people sometimes think with relationships that you have these agreements, whatever they are, and then if something seems to be out of whack with them, that's conflict or that's a problem. You're suggesting that if we stay in the space of that that's just known, 
that that change continues to happen and that, that those fluctuations happen and those renegotiations happen, that you can kind of have an easier time yeah. in relationships. Mm-hmm. So conflict, though, seems to be maybe sometimes comes from the fact that those agreements aren't always being followed or there's fear that they won't or I, that they're changing. It's the Conflict would be one of those words that we um, might have a lot of different ideas mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Could um, be much like agreements and commitment. And... Mm-hmm. Right. So what is conflict? Are you asking me? Well, wh- how would you, if somebody didn't know what that term meant at all, how would you? Um, see, I automatically go to a headspace. Mm. Uh, a disagreement over something. A disagreement or a differing opinion. Um, but conflict gives it a, gives it an, like an edge mm. to me. Like if you're in conflict, of course, this is the historian, right? Conflicts or wars or wars or conflicts or police actions or, or whatever. So I tend to think of it in terms of, of butting heads, problems, tension, um, and something that has to be won or resolved. Oh, won or resolved. Yeah. Won or resolved, okay. right? In a conflict, something has to come out on top. If there are two ideas competing with one another, one needs to be more true than the other. Mm. Um, that's just a series of assumptions, right? I realize, but yeah, conflict and conflict is not supposed to feel is not is supposed to feel bad or always will feel bad. Will kind of be gross, something to avoid, something to fix. So it's a it it's not good. It's not good. No, historically, that's how I've always understood it. Conflict is not good. You don't want to be in conflict with somebody, right? Okay. As much as it depends on you, be at peace with everyone. That's how I grew up. That's actually a scriptural quote, believe it or not. I can't do that very well, but, but I just did right there. Do you, do, is that reasonable? <laughs> like you, I don't think so. Okay, if, well, as you were describing conflict, mm-hmm. disagreement. Right. So um, is conflict the absence of agreement? Hmm. I don't think so. Okay. But, I, but only by you asking that question mm-hmm. would I once upon a time have been willing to or been able to even look at that right possibility and and an absence of agreement happens all the time <laughs> right right every day what do we call that i don't know well that's what i'm wondering about conflict mm-hmm. right we've made it, it it feels like a yucky thing it feels like although you know conflict in relationships you know one of the things that when i've worked with couples over the past it's not where we've worked is the conflict isn't really because conflict's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. That's not really the trouble. The trouble or or the key is not the absence of conflict, but the key is how do we repair it? So that comes after the conflict. That comes after, right. but but we're not going to talk about what comes after today. We're just kind of wondering about what makes for conflict. Okay, okay. So let's think? so probably good to define. Define terms a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Because obviously, if we're talking about physical conflict. Physical conflict would be a very clear problem. That's a clear problem. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is that is not what we're referring to here. No. Right. Mm-hmm. The idea of not calling that conflict or anything that involves, you know, interventions or. Safety. Safety. Is important, you know. Physical, physical safety, emotional safety, you know, abuse of any kind, that type of thing. Sure. Okay. So we're talking about the type of things that we call conflict within the normal bounds of relationships. Right. So when, if I'm uncomfortable because you're yelling at me, 
Have I ever yelled at you? No, I don't think so, because that's why I felt it was safe to be able to <laughs> say that. Right. Like, All right. So hypothetical. Yeah. Hypothetical. Yes, everybody. I've okay. never yelled at her. Yeah. Um, I might have yelled. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you may have. I, wa- I know so. you've wanted to. I might before. have wanted to. Yeah, it's true. It's the redhead thing. But anyways, well, that's another story. Uh, again, anyways. You know, that's. Yeah. Yeah. OK. <laughs> but but yeah. OK. So perhaps you come from a family where loud voices. Mm-hmm. Passionate tone. Yeah. Is common and familiar. No, but let's go I, from I the exact opposite. Another hypothetical. Hypothetical, <laughs> but <laughs> right? that's fine. Okay. Yeah, let's yeah. go with that. Okay. So they say that's a, I'm used to that. A lot of loud noises, a lot of mm-hmm. butting heads, yeah. um, a lot of real high energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've normalized that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how you do things. Right? Okay. And I've come from a family who, you know, doesn't really communicate much. We're, you know, each each person in the family maybe is responsible for their own internalizing oh, of yeah. whatever they feel like a problem might be. They're just okay. kind of on their own to deal with that, right? So here we are, and we're in a system, a relationship system, right? Mm-hmm. And here we are communicating. In theory. Yes. And, well, we're in a system ourselves because we are podcast Oh, you mean the partners. two of us. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But- but okay, you're not yeller, whatever. I'm more of it. Anyways, right. got it. That's so, we our okay. so we have conversation. So we have to have conversation, and we find ourselves where you're talking really loud, and I'm deciding it's conflict. Mm. Is that conflict? No. No. Right. Like I might decide that it is conflict, but what if I decide it's conflict? Right, because that's when a perception is determining what you what we think is the reality of going on. That's a BS story. It it could be. It could be. Yeah, yeah. I guess it depends what I'm yelling about. Could be, could okay. be. But if if it's that your yelling means I'm uncomfortable, mm. maybe my stress response is kicked in. You want me to stop? Maybe. Yep, and I've decided it's conflict. Okay. What, what do we do with that, right? Because, <laughs> because then to fix that, right, if we decide conflict needs to be fixed, mm-hmm. to fix that, you have to be different. That's right. I'm just wondering. I don't know. Yeah, that's a really, that's <clears throat> a really interesting question to wonder about. I, I, I guess I would start, I don't want to start splitting hairs, but like if you felt that this was a personal attack on you and I'm yelling, you might feel the same if I was saying it calmly, but was still attacking you, right? You might still feel that as conflict, right? But if it's just the, you know, just the voice or something mm-hmm. like that, and, you've, and you want me to stop, are you afraid to tell me that I should stop, that it causes you stress, that it causes you anxiety? Well, no, I would say, okay. you're yelling. And you would say. No, I'm not. Exactly. I'm just having an animated conversation. Mm-hmm. This is the way I talk. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a difference. And that's just a difference of experience and difference of perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I, I can tell what people will be wondering. It's like, okay, net, well, net, what do you do? Right. All right. right. Exactly. So if, though, this, this conversation is conflictual, like we can't talk about it because it's conflict. Oh. Where do we go? What do we do? Hmm. Well, I know for me what I would, where I hope I would go would be to take that in from you. 
because you're the person I'm in communication with Mm -hmm. and in this system, this relational system that we have. Mm -hmm. And I care about that. So I want to take seriously that you're feeling conflict or acknowledge it, right? Say, oh, wow, feeling, wow, okay, you don't like that very much. My inclination is then to then exactly what you just said. I need to change. Mm -hmm. I need to stop doing that. I need to not put you in a position where you are feeling such and such. And yet there's a part of me, even as I say that, I was like, I'm not so sure about that because I don't want to be the person in charge of whether or not you're okay with what I'm doing. Right. At least in this sense. Mm -hmm. Right. In this scenario. So my stress response is my stress response. Mm-hmm. Right. So if if we can look at that as not about if we don't if we can use a different word for it about this sort of dance rather than conflict, <clears throat> rather than conflict or whatever else we're going to make a problem out of it. Mm-hmm. You're a yeller mm-hmm. and that creates problems. Oh, OK. I don't know what the word is, mm-hmm. but I'm sensing this is how we get to some sort of agreement. Yeah. On this dynamic. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know what the word is, though. Do you know what the word is? What's the word we're looking for? Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Am I supposed to know? I don't know. You see, well, you're smiling at me like you're... I don't know if there has to be a word. There might not. Except that... That's a good point. Except that if it's conflict, and conflict is bad, mm-hmm. then we have a problem. Yeah. So, but if it's, I'm aware of my stress response, and I'm aware that... This is familiar. Mm-hmm. The, the your tone and the loudness of this your is how tone I roll is, sometimes. Is, is a part of how you communicate. Mm-hmm. And I have my own, I'm not familiar with it because I didn't grow up with it. Mm-hmm. And so it gets me a little fight or flighty or freezy mm-hmm. in my stress response. Right. 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 Okay. Well, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Finish your thought. Right. So, and if I know how to work with my stress response, right, I'm going to be able to calm and get safe in my body and recenter myself. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be able to talk about, is this something that needs to be fixed or do I, maybe it just needs to be something I can get a little more familiar with. Mm. Maybe it doesn't have to be a conflict. Yeah. Well, and I, what, I, what comes up for me with that is that on my side of this, if I can get mm-hmm. into my belly, get centered, soften, and see that, mm-hmm. right, and be able to connect, that's where that connection piece is, then call it what you will. There's empathy or just recognition that that's something that happens for you. Then I'm going to be in a spot where I can better see what I'm doing, mm-hmm. take a look at my own responses. You know, am I having, am I getting loud because I'm, Having my own stress response? Yeah, maybe. If that's the case, or whatever the case may be, being aware that that's happening is going to put me in the position where from my side, we're going to be able to have that conversation about, does this need to be something I'm worrying about? Does this need to be something you need to get used to? Um, And then if there needs to be an agreement, we can start having that. So then say we get to there. Say we both do that. Mm-hmm. What would the conversation be like? Like, we had to make an agreement what what would be like a well a good agreement and and we don't even need to know that because in a calm state we're going to get there it's not a problem anymore so you're going to get there is we're going to get there whatever that means oh 
right? We're going to be able to navigate and make and negotiate and, and make an agreement that would fit for us. It'll be connective based on that uniqueness of this system. Yes. yes. That makes a lot of sense. So it would be something <clears throat> that the agreement would be more arrived at yes. rather than manufactured. Mm-hmm. That resonates a lot because mm-hmm. uh, I know that I have experienced that where probably without being able to give it a name or just specifically saying, I, JD, <laughs> hereby agree to. And Never yell ever person, Right, right, right. <laughs> um, where the, that kind of understanding or that kind of um, understand perspective, whatever the word is. Yeah. Boy, words are tricky. No wonder you spend so much time on them. Yeah. We throw them around a, a lot of times in ways that maybe we don't always fully understand. And if you call something a conflict, it automatically adds in mm-hmm. stress fuel, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Those cortisol levels go up. Mm-hmm. The stress goes up. Mm-hmm. And then we make up problems that don't need to be problems. Yeah. This is really interesting. You know what just came to mind for me is mm. is um, a quote by uh, Satchel Paige. Have you ever heard of Satchel Paige? I yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Okay, Satchel Paige, of course, the great uh, baseball pitcher from uh, really his heyday was the 30s, but uh, pitched in the Negro Leagues for years, most famously with the Kansas City Monarchs. And then he didn't come in to play Major League Baseball until after Jackie Robinson had broken the color barrier in 1947. And then he was in his 40s by the time he started pitching for the mm-hmm. Cleveland Indians. But he was a quote machine, besides being maybe the best pitcher of all time. A lot of people think he was that good. He also was a quote machine. And he said something about age that for whatever reason popped into my head. And he he said, um, age is mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't mind it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you you don't make a problem, it's Mm -hmm. not a problem. He also once said about age, he also said... um, you know, if you didn't know how old you were, how old would you guess you are? Something like that, <laughs> right? So if you don't mind, it don't matter. That's what comes up to me. He was talking about age. But it sounds to me like we could probably say that about a lot of things, at least in the everyday kind of things that bring up conflict, like the example we just used. Yes, and a lot of words have a problematic Meaning, not, mm-hmm. not, not the meaning's pro- not problematic, but but it means means a we're problem. looking at a problem. Means a problem, mm-hmm. and so we can automatically identify mm-hmm. something as a problem that maybe doesn't need to be one, and and really isn't one. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it almost like I don't know if we've heard conflict as a problem for so long that just even saying the word means okay, something needs to be resolved or fixed or solved. Mm-hmm. I better pay attention to what this is. Right. And that person across the way has to stop doing that because I feel this or, Mm -hmm. you know, I need to stop doing this because they feel that. I know for me in my own life, that's been a recipe for its own set of problems. Because, you know, if if I'm, if I have to stop doing something, a part of me goes, oh, they don't like that part of me or there's something wrong with me or something wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, That doesn't feel good. Right. And I don't particularly really want anybody changing what they're doing for me either. Although sometimes I suppose we all act like we wish somebody else did things differently. Well, we're going to change anyway. Right. We, we're going to change whether we work really hard at changing or, or not. We just might change in a variety of different directions. But we're mm-hmm. going to change anyway, right? Like change is going to happen. It is. Yeah. It is. So if you don't mind, it doesn't matter. Right. And we're not talking about mind as in the mind space, but like, does something bother you? If you choose for it not to bother you, 
Again, not talking about over-tolerating things that shouldn't be tolerated. But in these types of things that we tend to label as conflict, if you don't mind, they cease to matter. We've made a lot of regular human life scenarios as a problem. Yeah. And and certainly some of them are when sure. safety sure. and harm is concerned. Sure. For sure. Of course. But we like to solve problems. <laughs> so it's pretty stimulating to solve problems. <laughs> Right. So so sometimes we notice anything that can remotely be oh my a problem. Yes. Yes, we can. And then suddenly once we call it that, it is one. Yes. yes. Even if it doesn't have to be one. Yes. And that's the kind of the key distinction we're making here. Right. We're at, you know, is, is what in there is actually the truth and what is a BS story? Meaning, mainly not that not that the feelings are BS, but the idea of, of what the reality is isn't true necessarily. And, and if my stress response is activated, and if I've decided that that means there's a problem, Mm -hmm. then that's also going to lend itself to more problems. Mm -hmm. And the stress response is there as an indicator. Yeah. It's not a problem. uh, It's not a problem. It's not a problem indicator. It's, it's a stress response indicator. Yeah. But we make it, I'm uncomfortable Yeah. because you're doing something that's making me uncomfortable. You mm-hmm. need to change what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just because I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> that doesn't mean the change has to be external. It doesn't. From somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so often it can be, it can be that. Mm-hmm. Right. That's interesting because we, we've been, we've been told from so many quarters for so long now that we're supposed to take our own feelings very seriously, which we are, which we should. We should pay attention to them. And yet, that's the thing. I've always sort of wondered that. is like, how do you know when your feelings are based in reality and when, when they aren't? Because if it's a stressor response from something in the past, that's in the past, and it might actually have a real direct effect on how you are now, but not necessarily on what you decide to do, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. If, if then we can't be in the present. Uh-huh. Right. We're always living based off of something that occurred in the past, maybe when we were a child and we didn't have say. Mm-hmm. And so then we're bringing it into present moment. We're uncomfortable. And we want to stay comfortable. So then another person needs to change what mm-hmm. they're doing so that we can stay comfortable, even though right now in this moment, we could decide to get into our safety system. Yes. Yes. And, and have at least, if nothing else, an opportunity to really take a good look at it from a safe space where all this is coming from, what needs to be done, if anything, what might need to be mentioned to this person, if it's your partner, even if it's just sharing what you were just feeling and there's Mm -hmm. no no big conversation needs to happen about agreements or whatever. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. When we're safe Mm -hmm. in the body, there's less problems. Yeah. Yeah. And what we're saying, of course, (laughs) is that we can get to that safer spot more easily and more readily than we think. And that's when we talk about softening and getting into the belly, that that's sort of the place to go when those responses come up, whatever those feelings are, without making them a problem. I'm stressed. I'm feeling attacked. I'm upset. I'm lonely, whatever it might be. Without making those a problem, go into that, that process, that practice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Helps us better to differentiate between what the story is and what the reality is. Right. 
and so that's the big takeaway is even if the practice isn't dialed in yet, there's there your body is wired to mm-hmm. handle your stress response. Mm-hmm. And you can do that. Mm-hmm. The more that we are able to learn to do that and practice that, of course, right. the less conflict we're going to have. And then, therefore, more ease, mm-hmm. more enjoyment, more connection. Yeah. And it really is true. I've experienced more of that. You know, my life is just as busy with just as many hurdles as it's always had. But I can say I have far fewer problems. Mm-hmm. And nice. I, only because I've noticed that I've manufactured a lot of them. <laughs> Well, so, it's fun, right? Well, uh, you know, yeah, it gives know. us this weird sense of purpose. I it think does. sometimes. Anyway, anyways. Okay. Well, that was great. Thank you for the mm-hmm. clarification, and and I hope you all enjoyed that conversation about conflict as much as we did. Uh, make sure you stay tuned with us uh, for next week, um, and check out our YouTube channel at Breaking Up with Our BS, our Facebook page of the same name. Check us out on your favorite podcast platform, uh, wherever you find it, and please subscribe and leave comments. We'd appreciate it. And until next week, I am JDK Winnikin. And I'm Tani Santabria. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. See you later. <clears throat>